right, here we are. Welcome back to Gab with Gwen. This is episode 13 with your girl Gwen. And my guest today is another family member, Shanice. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? All right. So um, Shanice is using her government. Y'all don't go, <laughs> don't go all up on the internet trying to look her up, okay? But yeah, we are family members. <laughs> we have the same last name. I shouldn't even be saying that. So don't be trying to look her up. But this is my actual cousin. Um, and she's here. Shout out to Shanice for coming through from Connecticut. Does Connecticut have, does Connecticut have like a um, nickname? Because like, you know, like New York is like the Big Apple or like the, you know, I, Boogie Down. Da, da. I don't think we have that. Yeah, because yeah. y'all was bougie and shit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I was like, you know, coming from the CT, but I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, people say CT, but I feel like if you live in CT, you say that. But anybody else wouldn't know what that means. No, clearly we wouldn't. Yeah. But we just helped us. Okay, shout out to Shanice for coming from the CT. Okay, um, everyone who's like, what's that? You know what it is now. All right, so born and raised in the CT. Born and raised, yep. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, interesting. So, so this is interesting. I should make I should make this point. Although Gwen is very young and lovely without any wrinkles, um, Shanice is my younger cousin. I will say... By a decade or so. Okay, but Gwen is young. <laughs> but I'm on the younger side of the spectrum amongst all of our cousins. Yes. So, um, so you know, Gwen is young. You know, we have, you know, some fresh, true <laughs> millennial blood in here. Although Gwen's a millennial, too. But, but you know, this is the real deal, right? <laughs> Whatever. I don't know the way I ask you that. Okay. So, um... I, you know, I, I, when I, when I thought about all of this, right. So you, you, I think you have to think about it. So she's like, you know, like a little sister to me. And also I, I, I've never talked about this. So I'm the youngest out of my sisters. Right. right. So my younger cousins are like my little brothers and sisters to mm-hmm. me. Uh, so when I think of you guys, no, I don't think of you as babies. I think I'm better at that because, because I'm the youngest and people sometimes think of me as a baby. And I'm like, I'm grown as fuck. I don't think of like younger people. Like I will acknowledge you guys as adults, right, right. but that being said, I think it's still also of you guys coming into adulthood now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the relationships change with different right. people, right. Right? right? And so I don't know, you know, obviously some of the stories I tell, and you haven't, I know you haven't listened to all the podcasts, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff I tell, like you obviously were a child at the time, so I would not have been telling you these things. <laughs> so I don't know, how does it feel for you to listen and hear some of these things? Yeah. Um. I think it's because now that I am older, it's yeah. understandable. I think right. if I would have listened to this, or if you would have told me these things when right. I was, I don't know, 15, I would right. like, so when I was younger, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. our cousin, oh, my cousin, your my sister, sister yes. told me, we were like, she lived with us, and she like woke me up, and she was leaving to come back to Jersey for whatever reason, and she just like decided to have this sex talk. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't know, know anything about I this. I don't know if she remembers this, but I was like sleeping in my parents' bed, she was just leaving. Okay. She decided to wake me up and have this sex talk. Of course, at this time, I'm like, I don't know. I'm probably like 10 or 11 yet. Really? I'm young, yeah. Oh, but hurt. of course, also, I developed a little bit earlier yes. than most yes. people, so yes. that's probably why she decided to have this talk. Oh, with this me. is hilarious. Yeah, but Tell me more. saying it, I mean, thinking about it now, I was like looking at her like, what? But now I appreciate it because. So I, what did Brooklyn say? Because Brooklyn never had no damn sex talk with my black ass. So go ahead. <laughs> well, basically, she was just telling me like, to just be wary of guys and yeah. they're gonna want to try and sex. Typical Jamaican talk. Yeah, yes. you know, you you're at 10, 11 years old. I already had 
developed yes. pretty much. Yeah. Ever, so I think she noticed that. She was like, let me just have this talk real quick before I leave. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just very funny. I don't know if anybody else got that talk. Uh, well, yeah, oh, well, now we're totally going off the, the tangent. But it's funny because Bob and I had talked about the talk. Right. And I told him, my parents never gave me the talk, really. It was more, my mom, you know, keep away from boys. Stay away from them. Don't make them practice pun you. And all the stuff, like, all, it was more that. And I told Bob the story of when I got my period. Um, And I go, I've never told anyone this got here. Okay, I'm not going to tell y'all my business. (laughs) But I was 12. Interestingly, I had gone to Jamaica that summer. And I had gone for, like, five weeks and I came back and literally the day I came back from Jamaica, I got my period mm. and I called my mom downstairs. I was like, mommy. And I was like, forget it. And I said, that's why I didn't say anything. Cause I, at first, you know, you're shocked. Right, right. And then, but she came in, she knew and she automatically gave me a pad. Like, so I right. didn't say, I didn't even tell her, right. but I guess she probably, you know, I'm not her first daughter. I'm not her first kid. Mm-hmm. She probably was just waiting to see. Right? right. So I said, and I don't know if it was, was, was my voice. I should ask her. She just came and she gave me a pad and that was, she didn't say anything. Right. Next thing I know, she busts out with a book. Okay. Oh, and it was wow. like a anatomy or a sexual, mm-hmm. and she's like, read this. <laughs> Okay, and that was that was it. That was it. Now the good thing is that the book, at least she did something, and at least the book is factual, and I did read it. But we never had any talks. The only thing I knew was like, don't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. If you come home, I'm not taking care of any children. Um, I already, you know, I'm not. And I said there was never any talk. I didn't have the talk. I was, I was, you know, Bob and I had the context, and I'm not going to tell his business, but we grew up very differently. He grew up in a very religious household. but I was like thankful that I had sex ed in school because that's right, where I learned right, right. so much. Same. You same, know? Exactly the same. I don't think my parents really talked about sex and whatnot. Like, for the longest time, I probably thought that if a guy kissed me, I'd probably get pregnant right. because I didn't really know what the situation yeah. was. Yeah. And similar to you, when I got my period when I was 12, mm-hmm. but I wasn't even home. Oh. I was at my godmother's house, mm-hmm. woke up. Mm-hmm. And I was like shaking. I didn't mm-hmm. even know like what was going on. I was so I was so scared. I didn't. I didn't, well, I knew like what a period was. Right, I just right. didn't know what to expect right. when it happened. Right. It's shocking when yeah, it happens. Yeah, when it happened, I was, yeah. I was shaking. And yeah. I woke up and I went to I went to her room. And I was like, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, after okay. that, my mom yeah. like, sat me down and had a talk. talk oh, she did. Okay. Before, she said something. Yeah, but before that, there was like no real preparation aside from school. Like, yeah, you know? nothing besides from yeah, school. Yeah, like, nothing. But from that's school. just how West Indians. Yeah, are, you know? yeah, that's and we. Yeah, so Bob and I had talked about this crazy. This is not how, like I always say. Gwen makes a list at the top of the moment, <laughs> but it's fresh, and this was not the topic. But we were talking about it in terms of when people don't believe, like if you get very religious and they don't believe in having sex ed in school. Right. And I was like, you know, that is remiss. I don't care how conservative you are, sex ed is important to have right. to be in school because no matter how good, you know, maybe our generation hopefully will be different. I think I'll be different, mm-hmm. but. Most parents and most people I know, especially children of immigrants, nobody's had told you right. shit. No one told then, you shit. But then when that puts you in a situation that if someone tries to touch you or yeah. if you are raped or whatever, you yeah. still need to be silent. Like yes. you don't want to talk about it. Right. If it happens. Right. You don't know if it's right or wrong. Right. Or if you can go see your parents about yeah. it. Yeah. Not open with you. Exactly. So. Exactly. So you know, Gwen uh, believes in sex education. Okay. The more you know, star ding 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 ding. Okay. Um, and on a, okay, so we're talking about that. Not that, not that it's all about sexual assault, but I, when I was little, 
And I wonder, if, I wonder if Brooklyn remembers this, but I remember being little in Brooklyn. So actually the location of Brooklyn, New York. And my mom, okay, like I said, it's New York Minute. Y'all hearing stuff in the background. Um, my mom used to, I'm not talking about little, I'm talking about like four or five. Mm-hmm. And if my dad's friends would come over or anyone, my mom used to be like, don't sit on men's laps. Right. All the time. She used mm-hmm. to like yell at me. Don't, but yours at like four, five, six. You don't understand. I'm like, mommy, nothing's going to happen. What are you right. talking you don't, right. You know, you have no clue what, what she's, she's talking, talking about. about. And then she would get mad at me. Like if she came home and she saw like my dad's friends or someone and I was saying, I'm like, didn't I tell you? And I'm like, uh. And I actually have a problem with that because I think I told her this, but I have a problem with that because you can't put the onus on a child to protect themselves right? because the child doesn't even know right. what's going on. And I don't even know how you would even explain that to like a four or five, six, right. seven year old. I don't know how you would explain that. Right. Uncles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I can sit on my other uncle's yeah, lap right? right. on his lap. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. so you don't understand. And 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 it, to me, it's uh, this actually goes to something we talked about last episode, which is not released yet. Uh, we were talking about R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about why do, why is the black community accepting of R. Kelly, even though he's, you know, violating girls. Right. And Brooklyn and I said that a lot of times in the black community at large, the onus is on the girl. People say that you're fast, right. you're this right. and that, right. and it's not on the situation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's usually conversation. So when I think about myself, and, and my mom is not even like that. Mm-hmm. She's not. My mom is actually a real supportive woman, and you know she'll say men are wrong and stuff like that. But when I just think about in a culture that doesn't discuss sex and you know doesn't talk about sex things like that, and on top of that, it becomes hard when they're very small, right? Okay. You can't. Tell a child to protect themselves. Like, don't sit on the slide. I, I don't know. Why? What, why? Exactly. But you can't say why because she's four or five years old. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it's an um, interesting thing, I think, culturally. Right. Because it was like, don't tell, you know, and I just, you know, and you don't know until you're like 10, maybe, mm-hmm. a little bit better. Maybe even 10, it didn't resonate because you have sex ed, you're learning about your period and what dreams, right. but you're still not learning like... What, what Right, you know what I mean? So maybe it doesn't really resonate until you're like 14, you know what I mean? But, you know, but a child who is four or five obviously is, you know, vulnerable. So I think it's um, it's hard, right? Because they don't know how to talk about it, um, but they got to figure something out. I mean, thankfully, we turned out twisted. I come from a good family. We turned out good, okay? Um, we turned out well, but it's, there ain't no sex that girl. How the hell did we get to this topic? I don't know either. I don't know. This is typical Gavin Gwen. Um, so anyway, um, the more you know, keep sex ed in schools. Um, and yes, I do believe you should have the condom over the banana or the cucumber. People should learn that in school. Um, okay, but you went to like Christian school, didn't you? We still, we still had sex ed. Yeah, but it probably was like you know. Well, it was probably a little bit dumbed down. It, yeah, it's I'm sure bad. it was dumbed down. <laughs> I remember. I remember learning about anal sex and sex and, and sex ed. Yeah. yeah. And, and okay, funny thing. I remember sex ed at one point. You have sex ed. I think every, I can't remember. You know, Gwen is a little, you know, a little bit longer tooth in some ways. Uh, but I remember one semester in school, it was like sex ed. I felt like in high school ended up being like a part of gym or something. I don't yeah, fucking know. That's what it, that's okay. What it became. Okay, it was a part of gym, right? And I remember that we had like it was like lesbian gym teacher. Okay, so it was an interesting right. because when they were talking about anal sex, she's like, oh, "Think about where you're playing." You know, it was so funny, but it was so judgmental, right. not from like a religious aspect. 
because she's a lesbian. <laughs> it was I'm a bros girl, like it was just not funny. Um, yeah, I remember random things about sex ed in high school.
Because most of them, their parents were, both their parents were in church. Mm-hmm. They probably grew up in church when they were babies. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so they didn't have that street mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, you had a street mentality had, though? What's a street mentality? No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what's that? What I'm saying is my dad mm. wasn't in the church. Mm. So I always had the option of, do I want to go to church or mm-hmm. do I want to go to the movies with my friends? Got do it. I want to go to the mall mm-hmm. on a Friday night? Whereas my friends were like, I have to go to choir rehearsal. Right. For me, it was like, which one do you want to do? I had right. a choice, whereas right. they didn't have that choice. Right. Right. So when we got older, yeah, when we got older, especially like when we got to college mm-hmm. or even high school, you know, it's a difference in mentality. Like mm-hmm. they were so sheltered mm-hmm. and they just didn't know what really go- went on in the streets. Like mm-hmm. I had friends that mm-hmm. were like, hoodlums mm-hmm. he, they, they're my friends now too mm-hmm. but they were mm-hmm. like hoodlums mm-hmm. so that they, they didn't have that experience mm-hmm. and so when we got to college and stuff it's like they're running wild and free mm-hmm. people getting pregnant it's mm-hmm. like why why right. are you why is that happening when you grew up in the church it's because of the lack of conversation mm-hmm. and the sheltered yeah. situation that they yeah. always had like yeah. even one of my friends I don't call her name but for the longest time, she had a boyfriend for like four years, mm-hmm. and her parents never knew. Mm-hmm. Four years of college, right. and she, her parents didn't know that. Right, right. And for me, if you're mm-hmm. dating somebody even a year, mm-hmm. you need to meet my parents. Right. Why are we doing this? You right. know. So right. it's like, but because she was so scared, and mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to tell my parents because then right. they're going to see we're having sex and right. blah blah. Jeez. So you don't want to have that conversation. Yeah. That's that was a difference for me right. in terms of, okay, I don't have that stupid mentality. Right. Even I remember. Um, specifically a conversation I had with my dad. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, we were talking about senior prom mm-hmm. and the night of senior prom, we all made the decision that we were going to stay in a hotel, mm-hmm. like have a mm-hmm. hotel party, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And my mom was so stressed because of mm-hmm. course I had a boyfriend at the time, but I was not having sex. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she was like stressed about it. Like, you know, now you need to come home after. my mm-hmm. prom was Friday night. A lot of my friends in church didn't get to go to prom because right. it was on Friday night. Right. I am Seventh-day Adventist, right. just to clear that, clear mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. So um, we, were talk- my, we were talking about prom and my mom, like me and my mom got an argument about it, blah, blah. It's like the week of prom. And I remember having a conversation with my dad and daddy was like, you know, you know, your mom's just worried about it, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to have sex, mm-hmm. I would have had sex. I wouldn't have had to get a hotel room right. to have sex. Right. And yeah. he and he completely agreed with me. Mm-hmm. And when prom night came, mm-hmm. he had a conversation with my mom. Mm-hmm. Of course, in her head, he's just taking my side. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's a fact that it wasn't a matter of me getting a room with my right. boyfriend. I spent quality time with my boyfriend before right. by ourselves right. and nothing right. ever happened. Right. So why this one night? Oh, right. prom night. It had right. to happen that night. Right. So. But it's also the mentality, like my other friends, they would have been scared or they didn't go to prom because of that same situation. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I think, well, shit, my dad is 16 years older than yours. Yes. God damn. (laughs) I'm not 16 years older than her though. Okay. Just you guys know that. So my dad, my dad's like the oldest and her dad's the youngest. Yes. So, um, you know, obviously different generation there just Mm -hmm. completely. Uh, and, and my dad's quiet. He won't say anything. My mom was always, always disciplining everything. And he would be in the background, right. like he didn't do nothing. <laughs> but, you know, he'd be co-signing her ass. And, I mean, her. Um, so, yeah, that kind of stuff was totally not allowed. I couldn't I couldn't sleep over any place. Right. I couldn't. It totally wasn't. Um, but the one thing I learned from my actual other cousin, you know her. From my mom's side, she's, like, close to your age, light-skinned. Um, her dad they were not lenient but the biggest thing her dad always used to say was that you know he felt like he 
gave her the right tools and taught her the right, right. things. So you got to let her use right. them, right? right? You have right. to let her right. show them. And I think that is where, you know, and, and I think that it helped because her dad also grew up in America, part, you know, half, like he, you know, he came here when he's like 12, 13. So I think that also helps him as opposed to when they grow up in the damn island, the whole damn life. Yes. Yes. Ugh, ugh, Lord. So I think it helps them understand a little bit more because that is a problem with sheltering is a person who was very sheltered. Um, I don't believe in it. I, 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 you know, I can't, I know you can't have your child be a Lego beast, right? You can't have them go out and everything, but you do have to teach them lessons over time and give them a little bit of leeway so that they can either show you that they can be responsible and you can trust them or they don't. And if they don't, then you course correct. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't just be like, I'm going to just lock you up. You know what I mean? So that is a challenge, which is, um, you know, some people in America do it, but I find it very common with West Indian parents that they will lock your ass up. And I'm like, okay, then what happens? When I'm like, free. Like, yeah. yeah. Running wild and free. But I think for me, mm-hmm. in comparison to my, to my friends, mm-hmm. some of my friends that were like, let free and do right. what they want, they kind of took it overboard. Right. For me, Which yes, happens. I had the freedom. Right. But at the same time, I already knew that if my dad, for the record, everyone in Hartford knows my dad. Okay. Especially if you're West Indian, yes. you know my father, That's right? Correct. That's so correct. for me, it was like, okay, I know that people know me right. because of my dad. So right. I'm not going to just be out here doing anything. Right. Secondly, right. if anything got back to my dad, the embarrassment. Yeah. He's going to walk the streets and embarrass me. Like, it's not right. going to be no quiet thing. True. Oh <laughs> so yeah. because of that, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Yeah. You go yeah. through what you're doing. Yeah. I know that whatever it is, drugs, whatever it is. Right. I'm not doing that because right. it's not even worth the cussing right. that my dad's oh, going to give me. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's just not at yeah. all. Yeah. I remember the first, for the longest time, I was always like a straight A student. I remember yeah. My first semester in college, I got a C. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. My father mm-hmm. cussed me the whole month I was home mm-hmm. for Christmas holiday. I'm sure. I'm up on, on campus gallivanting yeah. and wasting my time yeah. and all I'm doing is partying. Listen, you thought I ever got another CV? It's listen, just not even worth it. I, it's just girl, not. Listen, my mom. Make it my money. <laughs> yeah, 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 listen. yeah. I'm wasting, I'm wasting my yes. money. Especially because my dad works at a university. Yeah. So they paid for school, but yeah. I could have went for free. Yes. So that was a whole other company. Listen, so, yeah. it's, it's a lot. Uh, what's the name parents? Y'all don't understand. <laughs> People are like, my parents are straight to Y'all do not have. Western parents, they're the worst. Right. Like, even if you're African, you think you know, but you actually don't know. West Indians, like, I, okay, we're going to we're gonna go to a different topic, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you something. I have Gwen's hot take about slavery and the West Indians and why we are the way we are. There's, like, a rumor that the, like, rebellious slaves, you know, there's a triangle, you know, right. trade, and it would go from Africa to, like, the States and then mm-hmm. down to the Caribbean, you know, Brazil, right. whatever, and go back to Africa. So there's a rumor that the rebellious slaves were right. dropped right. off in the Caribbean, okay? <laughs> like Haiti and Jamaica, okay? And I sometimes like, oh, that's just folklore. But sometimes, even when I look at myself and I think of it, I was like, no, 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 this is for real. This sense. is for real. It makes sense. It makes so much sense. Like, our spirit is fire. Like, yeah. I don't know how to, like, even when, if... When they're dark, oh. When they yeah. decide to be dark and... You have to explain what that means. So, that dark means. meaning, like, wicked and mean yes. and just vicious. Like, they are just, like... The absolute worst. Another level. Yeah. And, I, you know, people think, like, no, 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 for real, I do think 
the rebellious lives that dropped off in right. Jamaica, and I'll say Haiti too or not, but in Jamaica for real, because sometimes I'm like, yo, why can't I just become, why, why, <laughs> why? I, I'm like, yo, I know I should do this, like, not, fuck it. Right. Like, I just can't, and, and it's just my spirit. And also, we actually have, um, we're descendants of Maroons. So we're actually descendants for, I think, our grandmother's side. Uh, for, so, look at Gwen's history lesson here. <laughs> look at me reading Rainbow, okay? Um, the Maroons, for everyone doesn't know, were the, sl- the, the escaped slaves who established their own uh, independent communities. And in Jamaica in particular, they established them in the mountains. And because they were like such warriors, the British, the colonizers, ended up no longer trying to like get them back. They were like, yo, mm-hmm. y'all could do that. You could, I'm off this. I'm not going to try to enslave you again. However, um, you know, I think there was supposed to be a contract that they wouldn't let, allow new slaves to go back mm-hmm. up there. Um, who, who's to say whether or not they did that or not, but they were escaped slaves. They had their own community. And you guys who love jerk chicken, jerk pork, stuff like that, that is from our people. Mm-hmm. Because when they were escaping into the mountains, um, they had to find a way to cook right. without getting, uh, you know, the smoke signaling where they were so that's why actual traditional jerk chicken and jerk food is actually digging a hole in the ground mm-hmm. um and then you know makes all the spices and everything taste good but also because you can't see the smoke billowing in the air mm-hmm. the more you know okay so we're descendants of that stock okay we're descendants of people who are fighters and warriors and i honestly do think that when i think you know this might be a hot take because sometimes people oh, i'm going down a path but fuck it Gwen's going to do it People, so when people talk about the black community, mm-hmm. it's not a monolithic experience. I say all the time, all black people don't have the same experience. When you watch movies, you know, it tends to be the African-American experience, right. but all black people are not African-American, mm-hmm. right? So African-Americans are descendants of slaves in the U.S., right? But there are people who are actually from Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And Africa is not a country, it's a continent, Right, and most of the slave trade was from West Africa. So people who are in, you know, from the different countries—Nigeria, Ghana, Ivory Coast, you know, Togo, Benin, all that shit. Um, and then there's the Caribbean, right? So you guys all know the different Caribbean islands. Uh, Brazil has the largest black population outside of Africa, right? And then throughout Latin America, there are black people, and then through migration, there are black people in Europe, blah blah blah, right? But black people, we're we're everywhere, but we have different cu- cultures. So if you say the main ones are African American, which is the most pronounced in media, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but the people in Africa, and then you have the Caribbean and let's say Afro-Latinos, right? Um, where the fuck was I going with this whole argument? I just gave you a whole history lesson because, <laughs> ah, I wanted to talk about behaviors. So there traditionally, and I don't think it's that much, but I think old school, there was like a tension, be- there was a tension, like friction between mm-hmm. African-Americans and West Indians and Africans, yeah. right? Yeah, where I think a lot of African-Americans felt or feel or that West Indians and Africans look down on them or have, Mm -hmm. or or look or have an attitude or think they're better. Right. 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 Um, and I've had West Indians think that African-Americans Damn. That's it. Wow. That's it right there. Wow. Oh, well. That's it right there. I know you're trying to go around the bush, but that's exactly what it is right there. They think that. I'm not agreeing that all African Americans are simple, but that is the mentality that most of them that grew up here, born and raised in America, that they're simple. 
Stacey or her hot take. Gwen did not co-sign that. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that is the mentality of West Indians towards African Americans. Those that had the attitude, those that don't want to date African Americans, don't want to be French African Americans. That is the mentality. That you're simple. <laughs> I, wow. We just. I. <laughs> I want to say. Um, I. First of all, I would say I don't agree. I, I would say, what would I think it is? I, this is what I. This is how I'll explain it. I'm not going to say simple. I'm going to explain it this way. Mm-hmm. The tension comes from a cultural difference, right? Do people think all black people say we're not? There's there's similarities in black culture across the. You know, there are, mm-hmm. but everything's not the same. And so I think what the issue is, where the friction comes from, is that. And you know, I cannot speak for African people, but it, it's a similar thing because of the immigrant experience. I believe that when you come from the West Indies and you come from the continent, from Africa, you a lot of times are coming from, not a lot of times, all the time, you're coming from a place that has no safe social safety net. Yeah. And the resources are very limited, mm-hmm. right? So in these places, uh, it, it's not like America where there's, social welfare and things to help you out and everyone has schools like you know everyone can go to school for free in america it's not like that outside Mm -hmm. right so it is such a different circumstance to be able to be upwardly mobile in these places like it's dire poverty as a result of colonialism okay um and so limited resources. And so you could be bright, you could do all this stuff, but everyone can't go to school. You have to pay for school, you have to pay for your uniform, you have to take exams, and you know, people don't make a lot of money, and then it's 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 just so few opportunities. And so the people who are like middle class there are like super rich, and then the people who are poor are like very yeah, poor. There's no, like, real there's no middle class, yeah. There's it's just like super wealthy, right? So for people to come from humble means. And to make it in America to like, you know, have a work ethic, you, you have to, you have to have a grit and you have to be very strong and you appreciate a lot because you know what it's like to come from nothing. Right. right. right? And although poverty does exist in the African-American community in America, it looks very different. It's very different to be in the projects with running water and all the stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to being in an outhouse. Okay. Right. Where my mom right. grew up, right. there's no electricity. Mm-hmm. It's an outhouse. You have a tank, which is a place where you gather the water. It rains into this thing. And then you have to boil the water. And it's still like, my mom is like 70. It's still like that now. Right. Like it's not, you know what I mean? So, uh, and not all Jamaica is not like that. Let me <laughs> clear that up. But, um, you know, it, it's so resource constrained. Like you don't have, you know, you, you work. I remember my aunt used to pay her helper, which is a maid. I remember she told me this years ago, but I think she paid her like $20 a week and she was mad. And I was like, you ain't paying her nothing, right. you know? And this woman's working like 10 hours a day. So 20 us dollars a week. I want to say that. So like people are working full time and it's not livable and it's not to the extent that you think it is. It's like the poverty is so different, but it, 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 it breeds a resourcefulness. Right. And people work very hard. So to come to America, people will come and do jobs that people didn't want to do, work hard, do stuff that people, I think, okay, sorry, as I'm talking through this, I know y'all like, Gwen, just say what you got to say. I think my opinion is that West Indians, not all, but in Africans, I'm going to put y'all on this too, so we're not, so we not getting all the brunt. Um, I think that the tension is that Culturally, they may feel that African Americans are entitled. Right. I think that's right, what it is. Right, so not right. simple. I think it's an entitlement issue. So I think it's where 
Um, and this this goes across. This goes wider than African Americans, right? Because you could say this goes to Trump now talking to like coal miners, like bring jobs to America. Da, da, da. You're a little entitled because if 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 someone in Asia and children are going to do it for cheap, uh, that's what it's going to be. So you need to find a new fucking way to make money. Stop expecting someone to to, to save you. Right. Like no one's going to exactly. do it. So and that's not an African American issue. That's an American issue mm-hmm. where it's like, oh well, I'm in America and I'm going to do this and the government should do that. And we come from a place where that nigga's a crook right. and they're not doing nothing for you. Okay. Right. They ain't doing shit for you. So it's it's a different um like impetus that pushes us. We're very driven in everything because you come from nothing and you're willing to sacrifice. You know, people leave their children behind. Right. They come here, mm-hmm. they they will take the you know a menial job, but they'll save their money and they'll be able to, you know, live within their means mm-hmm. and build themselves up. So there is a drive that doesn't only come from, let's say this, you know, West Indians and Africans, like if you talk about people from India, you talk about like immigrants a lot of times right, right. from people from third world countries come here and do this, right? But then there becomes a tension where and again the stuff is before our time but it still exists right but there's a tension where you know african americans feel like west indians and africans look down on them or do differently and it's just because it's a cultural difference where um you know people are like oh jamaicans smoke weed i was like no 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 they sell them weed to the tourists right Okay, because okay. it's a hustle. Okay, but Jamaicans are not. It's not a culture of people who smoke a lot of weed. Right. It's actually not like Jamaicans are not like oh we're on the beach smoking weed. Not really. Uh, but just like it's like Colombians. People are like oh they do a lot of coke. Colombians don't do a lot of coke. They sell coke. Right. Right. So like it, it's a misconception. Like you you buy your your your, your coke dealer is Colombian, but he ain't sniffing that shit. He's selling right. it to you. Right. And the Jamaicans are selling it to you. They're not smoking. Yeah. Most of the time they don't even smoke. Yeah. They don't smoke. So there's a lot of misconceptions about us and culture, and it becomes a tension because you know what? Um, I was telling my sister Brooklyn. We're talking about um, our my mom's neighbor. Uh, you know, my parents live in a nice neighborhood, you know, big house, whatever. And their neighbor's Jamaican. But the guy, he's a mechanic. You know, he doesn't make a lot of money. But let me tell you, that motherfucker can hustle. He hustles. He lived with his parents. He lived home. He would save his money. He bought himself a little house in the town over that he rented out. Then he would save his money. He works like at a, you know, a well-known shop. But he'd have people come and, you know, he'd do their, their side hustle, side hustle. And then he bought a house around the corner. I cannot, and I make decent money. I can't afford a house in my parents' neighborhood, mm-hmm. but he can, but why can he's, he's busting his ass to do it. And that is our culture. Right. That's our culture. So I said a lot of that because I try to smooth it out because I don't, I don't like that tension because I do believe black people should all be united. I hate the tension that's there between African Americans and West Indians. I don't like it. Um, but I understand it. You know, I understand it. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if West Indians looked at. I mean, West Indians are just a rude people. Just very prideful. Yes, yes. And that's what it is. But just like your example of the guy who's working as a mechanic and busts his ass to buy that house, he probably isn't even in his house enough to enjoy it. Yes. Because yes. he works so much. Yes. The pridefulness of I have a house with X Y Z neighborhood. Yes. yes. I drive a Benz. Yes. Like, that's the pridefulness yes. of West Indians. Yes. They, yes. they want to show you right. what their work is done, right. whereas African Americans is. I'm working my nine to five to live in my apartment and enjoy my weekends. <laughs> like, you know, it's just a little bit different, but they're not as, they're not, as, not, and nothing's wrong with that. I'm just saying they're not as prideful to go above and beyond and have all six, seven jobs just so they can say they have a house in this neighborhood. For what? That's the for what. 
know? So I'm going to reword that. Um, Why? We are proud. We're proud people. Absolutely. That's you, you, you hit the nail on the head. We're proud people. Um, and you did hit the Jamaicans having bad jobs. Yes, we've had my daughter many times. Women has worked three jobs. Y'all don't yeah. know that. It's easily, you know. Um, I had three jobs in college. Yeah, like, that's what we do. You know? Yeah. That's what we and do. I was, and my dad was still giving me money. Yeah, it's like, we, we, <laughs> we just do it. Yeah. Um, we will bust our asses. Right. Um, I think it comes down to entitlement. I think it's we're giving some hot takes right now. It's actually not fair because we should actually have an African-American here to that's talk. True. Um, I agree. I'm not saying, I'm just saying... That African American, I'm not saying that they don't work and right. they don't like. They just they want to be comfortable. It doesn't have right. to be all that. If they are making plenty of money, right. they will buy those big things. But right. it's not that they have to. So for West Indian, wait, wait, what do you mean? Because that's also making it sound like West Indians are material, like materialistic. They are. are. West Indians are quite materialistic because you want to show what you have. You ever, and that's why when you go to Jamaica, mm-hmm. they think that we are making all this money in America because when they are ready to go to Jamaica, they mm-hmm. have they eight jobs here, but when they're ready to go to Jamaica, everything is bling out. They have Gucci this, they have Louis that, but, but when they back here, they have to work eight jobs to do that. So it's not all a bed of roses to account, to get achieve all that. But if they weren't buying all that Louis and Gucci, they wouldn't have to work eight jobs. They could probably work five. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gwen. Yes. When is the last time you went to Jamaica? I haven't been to Jamaica in like ten years. And that is my point. My point is, yeah, I have. I go to Jamaica every year. Yes. I'm not saying I don't make decent money right. in my stage of my career, right. but they had this mentality that we're up here. Living. I know that, but I but, know that. But when you see the other people on the flight. You would think that they are going to a dance or a party or something. Okay, you are on a plane to Okay, the heat. but hold on, hold on, hold to on. The heat. Okay, no, we got to break this down. Listen, I have been making a long time. However, I think we got to break down fobs, okay? If you're fresh off the boat, going back recently versus... That's, but when they're fresh off the boat going back, you know that they're fresh off the boat yes, going back. Yes, because that's, that's when they flex hard. That's, that's what, I'm not talking about the people like our parents. I'm yes. not talking about those right. ones. I'm right. talking about... Fresh off the boat in the first Not like fresh off the boat, but I want to say more like middle age, probably a little bit older than you. Like they had this mentality of that was shade. Go continue. That was shade. Bitch called me middle age. Go ahead. I didn't call you age, middle age. I okay. said middle age, probably a little bit older than you. Saying that's two different numbers. I wasn't calling you middle age. That was shade. But, but what I am yeah. saying is yeah. they had this mentality that they have to go back and show off, right? That's my. That's why I'm saying. No, that, that okay. That does exist. I don't know the age bracket of who does it, right? Um, I know. I'll tell you what. So I was maybe I was I was in Miami Airport last year. Um, I hate Miami Airport, Miami, but I was. Yeah. But and, and I sat there and I was waiting for something. Where was I going from? I don't remember. For work, I travel a lot. And I looked at someone. I was like, God damn, she's fucking Jamaican. Yeah, and she. I knew she. She had on like this Fendi outfit yeah. or something. But I, I honestly take this fobs. They're they're fobs to me. They're they're fucking fresh off the boat. I, I don't, but I don't think. And the thing is, it's a fob mentality. I don't think that because I know some of them. And they're fucking fobs because you come from fob country. You come from Hartford. It's okay, not fobs not there. Everyone is fresh off the boat. They've been in America for all time. But, 10, years. Yeah, but they still they have a fob mentality. Yeah. Okay, that's a mentality, but yes. they've still been here 10, 15 years. Them niggas is fobs, okay? <laughs> They're straight up fobs, yo, for real. Like, they just, all have this mentality, like, I have to show the world that. And then, they have and to then, show that they made and it. And then me, poor little American cubs, and I come in my regular clothes. They, they want to take the clothes off my back. Don't take the Fendi off their back. <laughs> 
back a little bit though. This is the thing. It's two way street, right? People, and it's not, and it's not just a Jamaican thing because I have tons no, of friends. Who, it's West Indies. It's not just a Wendy city. If you, I know my friends from India, from Pakistan, a lot of stuff. They don't dress a lot to go there, but when you go in Dominican Republic, anything, if you go back, they expect you to bring everything, you know. Okay. And so, and people also, when you come here, you want to show you first of all, you want to go back and help. Secondly, it's stuff is cheaper to buy in America than it is there, right? So soap and all that stuff, you go back into the right. Right. It's cheaper, right? So listen, I'm listen, I'm trying to let me defend my people, okay? So no you listen. So a lot of it is that it goes both ways. You've you've left, you know, poverty, you come here to make a life. Uh you're probably sending money back each month. Look, I'm sending money back, okay? But uh, you want to cut, you know, people, the expectation from those people is that America is the land of, you know, you know, what does it say? Honey and gold or whatever. And the money's on trees. So they expect that shit. You can't go there empty handed. You can't go empty handed. Right. But now listen, we're going to talk about the fobs on the plane, which remind me of the, do you remember this? You know, Oliver, you, you see, yes. the, okay. The Oliver yeah. plane yeah. thing. Okay. So th- this is a very Jamaican moment. You guys don't know what's going on right now. And so this is how I gauge people's level of Jamaicanness. <laughs> There's a girl at work who she's like half Jamaican, but we were one day sitting there and she was like drinking her oatmeal. She's like, yo, why I feel like I'm all on the plane. <laughs> I was like, wow, you really are Jamaican. Okay. So I, it, the ones who are dressing up to be Chris and whatever, um, they're fobs, you know, like legit, they're, they're just fobs, you know, let them fobs do what they got to do. They, they, they just fobs, you know, they're trying to show off with their horrible outfits yeah, horrible outfits. It's never good. It's always bad. The weave is out of control. The makeup, is everything. So much. The, yeah. On a four-hour flight. Yeah, it's it's. Like, I don't yeah, three hours. Depending where you from. Right. You move. Ooh, Lord. Like they're bad. <laughs> the, you know the outfits are bad. They're all label hoard, labels up. Yeah. You, you know what they look like? Okay. Do you remember the Missy video? I can't stand the rain. Like the garbage <laughs> bag. That's how they look half the time. Like they were like exactly. a garbage bag. And you're like, what is this? So much. Um, okay. Gucci brown. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's the mentality. I do. I do. Yes. Think that was in the expectation. I do. I think so. Okay, that's good. Hmm. You know, you know, my parents are very frugal, so it's hard for me to say that my parents are very frugal. Okay. Perfect. Your parents are completely opposite of my. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom isn't materialistic. No, she's not. My dad mm. is just—he's very up with the times. He's very current, so he'll know that <laughs> at one point mm-hmm. Stan Smiths are it, right? So, mm-hmm. my, when I got my first Stan Smiths, he mm-hmm. had to get two, you know. Whereas <laughs> my mom couldn't even tell you what they are. Okay, know? okay, but that's what you see happen. Have about our auntie, okay? Yes, that's fine. You can that's fine. She's not. She's not materialistic. There's a difference between... Okay, I feel like our aunt, mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. our uncle, mm-hmm. it's more quality, right? Mm-hmm. That's not materialistic. Right. So that would be the other half right. that's not materialistic, but right. they appreciate quality. Correct. Whereas the other end I'm talking yes. about, they are materialistic. They're they, some nigga shit. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, that too. It, that's it don't shit. even look good, but because it's Fendi, they're yes. buying it. And African Americans have that same problem. Exactly. So that's a, that's a, very much so. Okay, so very that's, so. so, so, here very it is. Like, so. we, we all the same, niggas is niggas. So. Every, every city, every ghetto. Yeah. So yeah, so I do think some West Indians, you know, are not into that, Especially you know. Especially the ones that come from the ghetto. 
Yes. Especially yes. the ones that yes. come from the hood. They yeah. have this, like, just to show, oh, look, I made yes. Yes. You didn't make anything. Exactly. Make exactly. And that's it. So, and that is parallel to the African American community. Right. So, when you see from the ghetto, and you know, the difference is my mom is from the country. Okay. And the guy across the street, he's from the country too. Okay. So, I think and country people have a. My dad grew up in the city. Yes. In the ghetto in the city. Yeah. Um, but, okay, okay. My dad did too, but it was a different, different, different thing. Time. Different time. And your dad kind of became. My dad's dad yes. for a while. Yes. So that was a yeah. different. Yeah. 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 But but some of that's just your dad's personality. It's also it's just your father's and personality. And also he hangs out with a lot of you know, people. Mm-hmm. And you know your dad's a Gemini. No, that's just him. That's him. I'm a Gemini. What the fuck I know? Yeah. And Grandpa. Our Grandpa was a Gemini too. Uh, but I don't think Grandpa was materialistic. No. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a. So it's half and half. West Indians can be like frugal, save their money, right. work, da, 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 da. and then there's the flashy ones, belly, okay, like, you know, all that type of shit, you know, who who do that. It's half and half, right. I would say that. Um, so African Americans, we, we share a struggle. We have them. I call them fobs, but, you know, um, who, yeah, the ugliest, craziest outfits. Just go to Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Go to Miami. Go in the airport. You know. Yeah. You see them walking. You just see them. Yes. I mean, okay, watch Major Hype. Okay, if you go on Instagram or a Facebook or YouTube, Major Hype, M-A-J-A-H-H-Y-P-E. He's a West Indian comedian. He's so fucking funny. If you're West Indian. He has it down pat. Down pat. Down pat. So if you want it, what we're talking about is Mitzi, okay? If you know his character, <laughs> we're talking about Mitzi and Petian, yeah. okay? This is what we're talking about. Um, all West Indians are not like that, <laughs> but that's... Um, oh, that's a very good example. Yeah. He so well. He's so good. Oh, my God. He's performing. Uh, we wanted to get tickets, but... Um, oh, my God. He's so funny. I love that he's man. Coming he's coming to New York. He's in Jersey. Right now, he's in... Um, like Saudi Arabia or yeah, something. He's, he's doing things. Shout out to you, Major Hype. Whatever island you're from, that you won't tell anybody. But um, we love black love, and you know, and black people were all united. You know, the diaspora, you know, Wakanda and all that shit. Okay, <laughs> so I don't want African Americans coming at me. Okay, because I, I, even when my family, who Jamaican, do talk shit, and I, I always, even you know, I want my dad doesn't, but um, you know, my mom has said some things sometimes, and her mm-hmm. friends. And I always correct them because I always tell her, I said, look, you know, everyone has a different experience. So, you know, my mom is from, you know, the country. It's different. People who in Jamaica are from like, like the hood, you know, the ghetto, 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 um, the slums. It's a different mentality. She doesn't understand them either. Right. right? And I said, that's why you also don't understand African-Americans who have grown up in different things, whether or not the hood or from wherever you don't understand. Like my parents have been in America a long time, but they don't have any American friends. They don't know. Any, mm-hmm. They've stayed in their own little enclave, their own little community. Right. And um, I told them that is. That's all, all of our parents. Yeah. All yeah. of our family members. Yeah. Are uncles yeah, no, all of them. None of they, they don't have American friends. No, they don't. None of them. Not, my, you know, my mom, she's cool with her co workers, mm-hmm. but they're not her friends. Yeah, they're not she her friends. She doesn't hang out with them right. outside right. of work. Right, right. You know? Like all her friends are. From Jamaica. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even have like Guyanese friends. Or, my yeah. mom has my mom has they my parents have other West Indian oh, yeah. friends. My parents yeah. don't even have that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. People talk, let me talk about that. People talk about Brooklyn. Yeah. 
being Jamaica's health. Y'all don't know. You gotta go to Hartford is legit. Hartford, Connecticut is Jamaica. Y'all don't know. Everyone thinks Hartford, they think of like boat shoes and and you know, people with sweaters around their on their, their shoulders. If y'all wanna step into Jamaica, <laughs> go to Hartford, Connecticut. It is for real. Y'all don't know. It's serious. Mm-hmm. And he, was, he saw my um my license. I was in the top. He was like, "Are you from like any West Indian?" <laughs> I'm like, why do you see that? He's like, well, you're from Hartford. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so yeah. So listen, if you got Brooklyn, nah, nah. <laughs> like for real. And as a person who was born and grew up in Brooklyn, I'm telling you, like Brooklyn, well, Brooklyn is has a good mix. Hartford don't. Mm-mm. Hartford, ha- we have African Americans. We do that, but they're like all in one spot. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is just Jamaican. Yo. Couple St. Lucians. Yo. It's, yeah. Hartford is legit Jamaican. And any Jamaican I've met, and I've, you know, you guys, well, you guys heard on previous episodes, Gwen has lived all over the world. I have met people, Jamaicans in Japan, in, in mm. Hong Kong. Like, y'all don't know. Gwen has been over the world. They all know somebody in Hartford. Always. They all know somebody in Hartford. That's, I, I was like, oh my God. We all have family in Hartford. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Always. So I'm like, wow. Um, shout out to Jamaicans. <laughs> so yeah, that was okay. So we kind of went, we went all this whole list is all out of order, but it's okay. What I want to talk about, we kind of, cause I think I started with like the slave, my little, my hot take on slavery and us being thing. But speaking of slavery, why don't we speak about a very popular African-American gentleman named Mr. Kanye West and his recent comments. So this is my thing about Kanye and of course, it was all ignorance. Of course, it was all bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why everyone is surprised by Kanye. True, true. Like, that is my confusion. Mm-hmm. Like, Kanye has been off before his mom died. I agree. I hate when people blame me. Like, since his mom died, yeah. no, Kanye's been off. Yes, I agree. It, yes, Graduation was great. You mm-hmm. know, like, yes, Watch the Throne was a great mm-hmm. album. But Kanye's been off. I agree. And if you listen to his lyrics, and since, since, Probably a little before he started dating Kim, mm-hmm. his lyrics, you hear it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even listen to a whole Kanye album. Right. Absolutely right. not. Because right. like, some of the shit that he talks about, I'm like, no, right. you're, you're off your rocker. Right. Yeah. So for him to say something like this from when Trump was running, he mm-hmm. was supporting Trump. Mm-hmm. So now why are you surprised when he's saying, oh, slavery was an option? Before he would, he talked about people like Kim, his wife. Mm-hmm. Before he started dating Kim, that's the type of people he would talk about. Right. He's in the family now. Right. Like, why right. are we surprised right. that Kanye is now like talking about slavery, mm-hmm. being X, Y, Z? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all. This is just Kanye being Kanye. You want to say he's on his med- off his vacation? Then he's been off his meds forever because he's been off. Right. Been off. Right. right. It's what I find interesting is that he's saying that it's he's a free thinker. Right. And right. So we're not on his level because mm-hmm. we can't understand yes. this free, free thinking yes. that, yeah. that slavery <laughs> is a choice. I, now some people are like, you guys don't understand. He's talking about today. If you guys would stop thinking about today, you're enslaved now. I'm like, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say he that. He said for 400 years, you guys right. were enslaved. That's what right. he said. That's what he said. That's like, let's be clear said. about what he said. Right. He's like, how could y'all be enslaved right. for 400 years? So I should run and get shot? Okay. I mean, I should die. I should die. That's my choice. The choice is, that's the choice he should have made was to die. He right. wouldn't have been enslaved. Pretty, pretty that's much. What his, that's what his argument was. I mean, but I don't think I don't think he even thought it that far. I, no, I'm saying, no, yeah. I, I'm being sarcastic, right. yeah, but yeah. I don't even think that. Yeah, he that, was, that was my choice. Yeah. My choice was to be a slave. 
or to die. Exactly. So to, to die, to get lynched, to get right. castrated, right. Um, you know, raped, murdered, dismembered. Those were your two choices. Even most recently, did you see the news that um, three white men mm-hmm. lynched two black guys in was it Mississippi? Oklahoma? I saw the headline. I didn't read the story. Yes. So that's today. Right. That's now. Is right. It, was that a choice? True. Was that a choice? True. That they chose to get lynched. I mean, like that. That that's where I. That's why I'm like, why are we arguing with this man? Because the next thing you know, he gonna talk about. Abortion is a choice, and mm-hmm. all this, like right, all these, right, that he's right, gonna start right. rolling you guys right. up. Why are right. we even arguing with this man? Let him free. Let him think freely. Right. Is when we hype him up, and even more so, he is releasing an album. Exactly, exactly. He is re- two exactly. albums, right? Like, so he is releasing an album. So, and you know, he's in with that family. He's in with that family. Chris probably put him up to exactly. This. Like, exactly, exactly. Like, so like, knows how, she knows how to make money off these people. Exactly, she knows how to spin it. Yes. So you know, I, when people are all, you know, I thought it was interesting with the TMZ video where Van. I appreciated what the man said, but right. when he was like, "I'm hurt," I'm like, "Why are you hurt? Why are you hurt? That too. Why are you hurt? What are you hurt for? Why are you hurt? I mean, everything he said was quite valid. Yes, yeah. it was very absent of thought, but mm-hmm. why are you hurt? Yeah. Why are you surprised? That right. is, everyone is like. Fuck Kanye. Right. Why? Right. Why now? Why now? Yeah. Because this is the same Kanye that he was at his concert, his last tour. True. Same Kanye that you waiting in line for Yeezy. True. Like. True. Like, I True. understand now. Yeah. Oh, now it's what Kanye. Yeah. So when he released that new line of yeah. Yeezys, yeah. don't go, I want to see you not in line. Yeah, I think it's going to be in line. Yeah, exactly. You will be. You will be. You still will be. So why does it matter now? True. That's True. my point. I agree. I, I agree. Understand. Um. Yeah, I don't. You know, and this comes to, and I've said this before, I feel like all Americans, all people need to not, and especially black people, need to stop looking to entertainers for leadership and thought. Like, he's just a dude who, you know, is talented in a particular way, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that he knows anything about anything else. And so don't look to him for leadership. You should put him on mute and pause, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and that's it. And like, let's keep it real. Are y'all not going to buy his album? Are you not going to buy his album? Are you not going right. to be at his concert? Are right. you not going to be in line waiting right. on them Yeezys? If you tell me no, right. okay. Right. But you are. Exactly. So I don't want to hear it. So it's really like don't. fake outrage. Yeah, exactly. It's fake outrage. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is fake outrage. Exactly. Um, I don't really care what he says. You know, he is a billionaire in a bubble. Exactly. And like, I'm not concerned. And let me tell you, I don't own no Yeezys. I don't buy Kanye suit because I think mm-hmm. I think he, I think he's a loser. I have to be honest. Right. I think he's a loser, and I just am like I'm not going to spend my money that way, and and, and I choose not to, and and I and I don't feel left out or anything. Exactly. And uh, he could kiss my ass. I don't I don't care. You know I I just don't care. So um, I don't need to break down why slavery was not a choice. Anyone right. who has brain cells knows exactly. that. Exactly. So why are you? That's my point. Why are you arguing with this man? Right. You know you know better. Exactly. He's just talking out his ass. Exactly. Why are we arguing? Yeah, like why? I, like who cares? Right. Um, and you know, maybe a music will be fire when she divorces. She chews you up and spits you out. Maybe right. you'll come back to your senses. But you know, the only thing I found interesting, to be honest, all this slavery is a choice. The thing I found interesting is that he said he had life oh, okay? oh, that's what I found interesting. And that's what he said he got addicted to his Yes. Life. Yes. So once again, why are we even yes. listening to this man? I was like, okay. You had liposuction and you're still blowing up. So I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so is, confused as to what happened. This is okay. I want to talk about the liposuction because this is real. Me asking yes. I'm not yeah. trying anybody. Yeah. 
Well, the man wrote him a, a, a fire letter, and he, I'll, I'll, I'll find a link I sent you. The man wrote him a fire letter, he's like you know, fire, telling him like he's like I appreciate you wanting to use my image, but please cease and desist. <laughs> like it was crazy, it was so funny, um, so fire, and um, but like the truth is, your mom, you know, listen, bless her heart, she made a bad choice, right? right? And Tony went so hard on Yes, he went so hard. right. Thank you. When did this happen? Before or after your mom died? After. Okay. It's recently. Okay. He had it. Recently. So okay. this is my thing. Your mom died for no, cosmetic surgery. That's, my point. that's yeah. my point. This right. happened after your yeah. mom died. But you know, this this is my hot take, and I can't remember if I said it before. My thing is that if my parent or anyone loved one I had died from listen, I'm not shading people for cosmetic surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, but however, if someone I knew personally died. And I can actually tell a story. I know someone who had a botched um, gastric bypass, mm-hmm. and I would never do it. Like, I already knew. To, they'd be like, oh, so you could do a gastric sleeve. I ain't doing shit because I've seen what that when it looks bad, and she eventually died. Um, but she, she had it, and 80% of her intestines died. Yeah. And she, like, suffered for 10 years, right? So to me, that means get your ass in the gym, eat right. The same way you got that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not shaming people for getting the surgery. But when you know someone who's had an elective surgery go badly, that why should, would, yeah, why would you go do it yourself? that should scare you. Right. right. And so to me, it's also weird that you would choose Kim as a partner. That's my point. Yes. That is my point. When his mom died, yes. he went so hard yes. on people who got lipo, yeah. who do work. Right. The whole of Kim's family. Yes. The entire family. Yes. They all got from serial numbers. From yes. What's, um, Caitlin, Caitlin. Kylie, yes. a whole bunch of work. So I think it's weird that your mom, you lost like the most important person in your life mm-hmm. to a, an elective surgery, right? Something that you don't have to do. You're choosing. Right. It's by choice. Right. Um, and the first person you get is the most plastic motherfucker. Right. All right. Who's under the knife all the time. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you turn around and put yourself under the right. same knife. How could you ever be mad at that doctor? Exactly. And then what does that say about you? He don't have no sense. I know. Listen, I know. That's my point. He, the man has been off. I know, but I feel like no one's talking <laughs> about this. He even tried to rationalize. I get it. Kanye's actions is like it's clear that he is off. I agree. Right. You know, like that's that's right. my point. We can try and rationalize right. it, but right. there is no rationale right. because of who he is and right. what his his mentality is. Right. Right. You know? So my whole thing is when everyone's like talking about the slavery thing, yeah. let's just go back to this lipo comment. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, you, and, and you got addicted to painkillers okay. on lipo. You are with a group of people who know all the best surgeons. Are they addicted too? Why'd you get oh, addicted? Why did you get addicted? Yeah. Why'd you get addicted? Right. Okay. So I'm just really, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just have questions. Y'all are worried about the slavery comment. I'm more interested in the lipo. Okay. <laughs> and to your point. You got the lipo, but you're still fluffy. I, that, I so, don't understand. I, what's happening? I need to know, I need to know the date of this lipo. <laughs> what's happening? But it ha- it, it, how old is North? North is like four. North is four. 
So it was after that. He got it after that because he said, I did it like because Rob didn't come to our wedding because you're calling him fat and because of you. He's must have done it within the last couple of years. I mean, stop it. But first of all, Kanye is bigger now than he was in the United Yes, he is. Kanye is bigger now than he was in the North. He is. So what did you suck out? You need, he should have had it now. This is when he needs it. Not not before. Well, we don't know what he looked like. I don't know. You know, Because he was wearing baggy clothes. I, I don't know. No, he's wearing baggy clothes now. He's wearing the same baggy clothes. And you can see it. But, okay. But Kim is the first one to talk shit about her brother for gaining weight. So how can you gain weight? How'd she let you gain weight? And all of them girls are always in the gym and sucking stuff mm-hmm. out. So what happened? But why'd you get addicted? You know, Kanye is a joke. And you guys are paying him way too much mind. Pain. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Listen, all this whole listening Yeah. Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's dumb. I'm tired of talking about you. So um, we actually, we're already at an hour. I don't, you know, we had other topics, but I think we... I think it was good. I mean, you know, the other topic was a guy in his funeral antic, but I don't think we need to go there. Maybe it's better that we don't talk about that. And then we were going to talk about just Jamaican West Indian men, but we talked about the community. So it's cool. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Is there anything else you want to? You true, true, true. You're welcome back. I told you it's very natural. It's just a conversation. Yeah, we'll make it happen because we'll have Lord. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Yes. We'll have them. Yeah, have an interesting family. We have a lot of hot takes. So, um, do I mean you use your government? I don't know if you want. Actually, no, because your government. I already told you. I would normally my last person who's the government. I told them to shout out their like social media, but because we have the same last name, I'm going to tell you no. Um. So. Yeah, exactly. Which is my last name. So we just got going to do that. Um, so I want to thank my cousin Shanice for coming through, coming to Chateau Gwen. And please, yeah, you, of course, you're welcome more than well. I've invited you several times, so I'm glad you made it. Oh, God. Okay, fine. But um, thank you for coming through. I the episode was quick, an hour went by fast. Yeah. And so, you know, you're welcome back anytime. And so this has been, ah, oh, damn, you know, normally I think about the names. What could this episode be called? Episode 13, Jamaicans are problematic. Uh, I don't know. Jamaicans? Okay, I'll think about it and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what it is. All right, this has been episode 13, To Be Named, uh, Gab with Gwen featuring my cousin Shanice. Thank you for coming again. And we out. Peace. Bye.